welcome y'all to the community well we have miss margaret thomas hey <laughs> so margaret is one of my really good friends she's actually my sister friend and tribe member can you hear my echo or is it just me yes. So, Margaret, like I said, is a really good friend of mine. She's really like my sister, um, like inner circle. She's my people. And I'm sharing her with you guys. So, okay. You should feel privileged. <laughs> <laughs> I feel privileged that you're sharing me. Yay. Um, so I have, um, I am, am what you call administrator for Arlington Public Schools in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I work for a program called the MECO program, which is the Metropolitan Council for, with, uh, for educational opportunities. And it's been around for over, um, 52 years. Um, it's a desegregation program, which transports, uh, the urban students into the suburban communities of risk school. Um, and it was, uh, came about through the Inracial Imbalance Act during the time of busing in Boston. Um, and so the Racial Imbalance Act was to balance out the diversity in the suburban communities. And so the program has been going on that long. So I am called a director. Um, I oversee a K to 12 program. And I've been part of Arlington for the last six and a half years. Um, so what else can I tell you? I'm a mother of a 19-year-old. Uh, yeah, my little, my little, not little, my big AJ. <laughs> big AJ. My big AJ um, who um, has, uh, was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. Um, so we've, uh, my husband and I have been on that journey for years um, and believing and continuing to believe for his total healing that's going to be manifested. Um, I've been married to Alexander Andrew Thomas the uh, third for 22 years. Um, and we're coming up to 23 on July 19th. Um, and it's only by the grace of God that we are still married and I can say that and be real about that, right? Um, and um, Anna, I don't even know, you know, you said I'm part of your inner circle. I don't even know when that started, when that happened. Um, I can't even pinpoint a time, be truthful. I don't know if it, it was because we were hanging around a mutual friend. Yeah. Um, and I think but hanging around a mutual friend drew us closer together. I think, yeah, because yeah, I would see you at parties and events through this mutual friend. And I yeah. think that during those times we would talk. Um, so I think maybe that's how it happened. Sorry. No, you're good. This is real life. Just making sure your music is okay. That's okay. <laughs> so yes I agree I can't remember like a specific point um, 
it also feels like we've known each other forever. Forever, right. Yeah, and now we are part of what we call, we call ourselves the tribe. Yes. Yes, and there is that like, would yeah. that would be interesting, right, if you did a podcast with all of us. Um, yes. So we, we're all, we all have different personalities and we all have different strengths. Um, mm-hmm. But we, what I like about our tribe is that we don't overshadow one another. Yes. And we are sisters that really push each other um, and really encourage each other. And, um, and as you know, I was vulnerable with you all this morning, um, yeah. that it can be a space that we can be vulnerable with one another and no judgment, right? We yeah. always say there's, it's yeah. a no judgment zone. Um, and I think that has helped maybe with some healing for some of us. Um, so my tribe now is really important to me. Yes. So, yeah, so, yes, <laughs> yep. And um, so that's a little bit about myself. I, um, I am the youngest of eight, which I don't think everybody, a lot of people know about me. Um, yeah. And um, I, um, I have a whole school sister and brothers, you know, um, yeah. who could be my parents, right? right. I'm, I'm that kind of like sister, little sister, like I'm a real little sister that. I could have been like your child kind of thing. Um, yeah. So. I, I can so relate to that. I'm the youngest of 13 that you know. Right. Most people don't know. And I literally grew up with my nieces and nephews. Like they could have been my parents. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I grew up with my nieces and nephews. Um, so yeah, that's who I am right now. Um, I don't know what else to say. I've, I'm a deacon in my church, which I don't kind of put that out there. As you know, I'm not, I'm not a title person. Somebody asked me yesterday, like what letters you want behind your name? And I'm like, I don't roll like that, but okay. Right. right. So I was like, okay, I can give it. They were like MSW. I'm like, sure. Um, And I'm not, I, I just, I don't know. Titles to me are just, I, I feel like I cannot do my job without my team. Right. Um, so it's a title and I, I can't do what I do without a team though. Right. I can't, I can't even be a mother without my husband. So, it, you know, I, I don't get caught up in these, when people put all these letters behind their names, I'm like, uh, uh, okay. I get it. I get it. You worked hard for it. I, I totally right, understand right. it. I am not knocking anybody for that. I'm, that's just not how I roll. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we have in common that we, that makes our relationship work, right? Because you are older than I am. Right. But you never make me feel like, oh, I'm above you. Right. I know more than you. Even though you do, you have more life experience, <laughs> more work experience, you know, but you never make me feel that way, you know? Right. And that's one of the things I love about you. You never make people feel that they're beneath you in any way. You know, Anna, I, um, I also, um, I, I've been an adjunct professor. Um, I've taught at um, what was Wheelock College mm-hmm. and is now... Um, is now Boston University and I taught at Urban College of Boston and I am teaching um, and I have been teaching an anti-racism um, course for the last 15 years and what I 
realized in teaching and facilitating is that as much as I might have some expertise in something, I can always learn something from somebody, mm. always, and to yeah. keep open for with that. And so I think that's why, for me, it doesn't matter whether you're older or younger. I feel like I feel like I've learned a lot from you. I feel like you know we've had conversations about yeah. you know different things that I feel like wow, I can learn from you, and I have to be open to that. And I have to also say to myself, I don't know everything. Yeah, yeah. We miss out on so much because we're not teachable. Right. And I'm definitely not perfect. Sometimes I'm like, no, I know. You don't need to tell me. Not from you, but I'm saying in general. Sometimes I can have, it's ego-driven, right? Where we think we know it all. Right. And so I'm just putting it out there that I'm not perfect. But I feel like even from our tribe, like I learned, much because I'm like I don't know what's going on let me ask my tribe right let me be teachable and let let me let them pour in to me and so many people want to be a part of a community and they want friendships but an important part of that is being teachable that we don't know it all well I think Parting also being part of a community is being vulnerable. I think the reason why our tribe works is because if you put a question out there, nobody says that's dumb, that's stupid, what are you talking about? It's more of maybe we might ask clarifying questions. I don't understand what you mean by that. Um, What I feel about our tribe is that, and, and I've always felt this, is that we're always encouraging to one another, right? And so... I think that's why we can be real with one another and saying, you know, like when I text you all this morning about, um, you know, I just felt like my insecurities were rising to the top and, um, and I am not an insecure person. Like I don't, I have never kind of rolled that way. And I was like, what is going on? And it's been like that for the last three weeks. And I, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, just put it out there to them, you know, Mm. and what it, the reason why I had to put it out there to you all was because I had to stop giving the enemy that kind of power. And so once I did that, and once you all were like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? It was like the voices started to kind of like die in my head. Um, But they were so like, it was being like a tape recorder being played over and over in my head. in my head like oh no they're not listening to you or they don't believe what you say or um you know like somebody's like I had a couple of people ask me to apply for this principal's position and I'm like no no and I'm like what is that and I realized deep down here it's such an insecurity I have about myself it's not about because everybody's like you can do that job and I'm like "Mm." and I'm like using excuses as to why not Um, and I had to repent about that too. I had to repent about how I am, um, labeling myself, Mm -hmm. um, and believing my insecurities. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is starting to happen. Like I was sharing with you because, um, as you know, we just had our women's conference and we had the opportunity to get baptized again. Yes. And I was kind of on the fence. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And as I started talking more and more to some of our tribe members, 
you know, people are like, you're different, Margaret. You're not the same Margaret. And when I thought about it, I'm like, no, there's this Margaret that's walking in joy that never walked in joy before. So I had to physically, outwardly let those, um, let that depression, that fear, that shame, that anxiety, um, die and how else were they going to die if I didn't go back down and come back up really and when I came back up I had so much joy like Mm. beyond like I I can't I can't even tell you the words and I feel as though then the enemy was like okay well I know now how to get you right Right. Um, and so I was like what is this insecurity and even talking to my intern she's like you know, I was, cause I can share with her, you know, spiritually with her. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're the one that taught me about vision boards. I did a vision board with my, with my daughter yesterday. Like, so she's like, and you're talking about all these affirmations, but the enemy was really kind of really coming into my thought process. Um, and I was just, and it was building fear yeah inside of me and it was making me feel like I was invisible it it was it was like all these things where I'm like what where is this coming from um and so I think the other thing that you and I can start to have a discussion about is are you willing to make yourself vulnerable enough to say to somebody this is one of my challenges right now yeah and I was just gonna say that so that thought you had in your head because it starts off like a seed, right? And then the more thoughts you have, the more the seed is watered and it grows. And you're having this whole conversation in, the, in your head. The enemy is using that to just have a field day, right? Right. So it takes this insecurity and it just manifests into something bigger. Right. And what you did was extract it from within yourself and share it with a safe group right. of people. Right. And it it died. Did you feel, like, so much better after you shared it? Oh, my God. It was like you all were telling truth, right? It wasn't like Mm -hmm. you all were making up something. It was something I already knew. And I just probably needed the encouragement, right? Yeah. And so you all know know me. You all know my gifting. You all know what I walk in. So, right, you're right. I put it in a safe group. I feel safe with you all. so So that's why... The Holy Spirit was like, share it with them. Right. Um, and even when I was sharing it, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, it was one of those moments like, I'm like, okay. Um, and, but I also had to trust that I needed to be vulnerable with you all and that you all would be okay with what was in, going inside, what was going on with my heart. Yeah. And I think that's why we're not vulnerable with people. And we take what they say to us. And we crushed them even more of what they said, as opposed to um, what I like to say is going through the process with them because it's a process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And a process might take a minute. I know you and I talked about therapy and you and I shared that, you know, you've been through therapy. I've been through Mm -hmm. therapy. I told you I've been in, I was in therapy for 14 years. Um, And when I first went, she would ask me, how are you feeling? Child, I was like, what? I'm great. I'm fine. No, it wasn't even that. I couldn't even tell her. I had so many emotions going on. I, I would be like, I right. I would be like, yeah. I don't know. Right. And 
that would be my like my tagline. I, I don't know because it was a foreign. Like you're asking me how, I'm, like what, how am I doing? How am I feeling? I don't know. I was feeling so many emotions. I was like, I, ang- I don't know, anger. Like, yeah. And it was like this process she had to go through with me. Mm. And I remember one day I went to her. Now, mind you, I said 14 years, and I started going to her when. AJ was newly diagnosed. I was working with high school kids and I went to work one day and felt like I'm going to come undone. And I didn't feel like I was going to harm myself. I just felt like I'm going to have a nervous breakdown and I'm not going to be able to get it back together. At least I was smart enough Anna, to call my doctor at that moment. I remember, I, I can see where I'm at right now. I was in my office and I called and she was like, you know, do you feel like you're going to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else? I said, no, but something needs to happen right now. You know, like, so I knew to reach out because I was just like, I, I, I'm coming undone. Um, and so <clears throat> made me an appointment. She, um, at the time, prescribed me Celexa. Um, and then she said, Margaret. I'm going to give this to you, but you need to find yourself a therapist. I am not just going to medicate you. And that was, I had the best doctor to because most doctors sometimes will just put you on medication and not yeah. say that. Um, so I had a doctor that was great. And so I reached out to a friend at the time who connected me with um, this black therapist woman who, and you know, Anna, us Christians, they need to be Christian. Um, she wasn't Christian mm-hmm. and I will sing Cassandra Clay's praises until I die. Right. Yeah. And she used my relationship with the Lord in our sessions. And if she didn't understand something, she would ask me to explain it. Mm-hmm. But what I appreciated about Cassandra is that she stuck with me for 14 years. And yeah. I know there were times I came in and said the same story. Right. She was consistent. She was there. She was was consistent. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm saying is as friends, sometimes we don't do that. We're very, um, we're not patient. Um, Mm -hmm. We judge, right? Um, I know I got judged. Oh, you were always angry. We, that's why we stayed away from you. And I remember having a conversation with somebody and saying, people who are angry are hurt. Yeah. underneath and so it's a mask that they're putting on because if they show their real hurt they would fall apart Yeah, and, and then you would be talking yeah you would be talking to them about them in another way right yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> right so you can't you can't yeah. win either way and I think as women we judge each other so quickly we talk about each other so quickly. Oh, look at her. Why, you know, and it's like that we need to stop. We got yeah. women that are hurting. A lot of us are wearing masks because we're being judged by what we put out. Yeah. And so when you were talking about before, um, in terms of opening up to the tribe, and I know we want to start a discussion about being transparent and being vulnerable. I was going to ask you, what are some of the things that limit us? And that some of it is people's perception and sort of their feedback. 
right? Because they're not open. They're judging you. Right. Which makes you want to close up into the, like, turtle. Right, right. I'm going to go into my shell. Right. And not talk to anyone. Right. What do you think are some of the other things that limit us from being transparent and vulnerable? I think you have to know that everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. All of us come with a history. Yeah. Um, I think, right, sometimes when we read the Bible, I'm thinking about Sarah. Sometimes when we read the Bible, we're, we're probably judging Sarah. Like, you know, why, why'd, you put, why'd you let Hagar be his wife? Like, did you know? Right. right? But we're reading the pages. We, right, right. We, yeah. we knew what was coming. Now, would we really have Anna? Maybe some of us would have been a Sarah. Right, mm. we weren't walking in her shoes where God made this promise to her that this child was coming, yeah. and it took 17 years for that promise to come forth. And can't even wait a week. in her menstrual cycle, cycle it stopped. So she's now mm. thinking, I really can't have kids. What are you right. talking about? Right, what must have that felt like for her? Yeah, you know, and I think as women. We don't think like, what does that feel like for you? Right? Mm-hmm. What does it feel like for you? Like right now, you have three children and you have a husband, you just relocated. What does what is that feeling like for you? Right, right. You know, why should I be coming around judging you and be like, come on, Anna, get it together? You know how we do, like, and we always say, girl, put on your big girl panties. Well, mm. maybe I don't have the arms to do that today. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking, I'm not going to go on with any underwear today. I'm just going to wear my little yoga pants and call it a day, right? (laughs) And be done, right? Right? Like, really? And I think we're so hard on each other. It's just really amazing to me where now that people start to hear my backstory, oh, I can hear the compassion. Why can't you just have compassion before hearing my story? Yeah. To have empathy, to have compassion in the moment so that I can work through it. In the moment. And then you want to know why somebody didn't tell you what was going on. Well, girl, when I did tell you, you don't want up one side me and down the other and told me to get it together and wipe my eyes. And keep it moving. And keep it moving. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've heard it. Have you? I, I'm sure you've I've heard it. Have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that makes you shut down. I've gotten that before where I open up and I'm like, you know, sometimes you just want a safe place. You don't want advice and you don't want to hear anything else but to have a safe space and for somebody to hold space. I don't think we know how to do that right. because that requires a little bit of silence and we think we need to have the answers to everything. So we're going to say something, we're going to, you know, and we do it sometimes, we mean well, but it's not what the person needs, you know? And so I've gotten that where I'm like, you know, I'm going through whatever, and they give me all this, you know, do this, and I'm like, that's not what I need it right. at I, all. I think you, you, you said a key phrase, hold space. How do you just listen to what I'm saying? How do you just validate feelings, right? Yes. Um, And maybe that's all you're doing. And 
you know, there will be a period where I can say to you, okay, Anna, we've been here long enough. Now let's think about what some of the things we can do to help you out of this, right? So, you know, like I say to some of my, um, when I teach my anti-racism course and, you know, white people become very guilty when they hear certain things. And I'm like, and I, sometimes I'll tell them, I said, listen, you have 48 hours to have your pity party. That's it. 48 hours. And then after that, we need to think about what are going to be some of your solutions or how can you be an ally or, you know, what can you do in your sphere of influence to change things? And so, you have to, but you have to know when to do that with people, right? So yeah. I would have to know when to do that with you, Anna. And if I do it too soon, you're going to retreat, you're going to back away, and you're going to isolate. And now you're going to be in a worse position because now you open up to me, but now I've pushed you too quick and too fast. And now you're like, okay, Margaret didn't get it and understand. So I'm just going to like leave her over there. And then I'm going to be like, well, well, what happened? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of prayer has to come in. I, you know, I know in our tribe, we pray for each other. Yes. Um, you know, we cover each other. Mm-hmm. And there are times the Lord gives us words for each other that sometimes are hard words. Well. But we can hear them because we have created a safe community space. Um, and knowing that all of us are praying women you know and we we know that when we say we're praying for each other we're doing that and we're really seeking God for each other and so if God says something and that whatever God tells you to tell me I've already heard it yes you just confirm (laughs) you're just confirming what what I had already known and heard right um and so I think it's go ahead sorry I was just gonna say um to recap on that last part because it was so good for those that know people that are struggling in general whether it be mental health emotional health whatever the case is even as a friend to hold space and to give time right but every situation is not the same right and so i think the other thing is that we go too fast so sometimes it's like I can get a call and it's like, yeah, I just want to give you advice and send you on your way. Right. And move on to whatever, you know, whatever else I'm doing. But to mindfully, you know, just be there for that person, assess, okay, so I know that Margaret is in the situation and she's been here for a week, but I know that this is her backstory, you know, just to assess. To right. break down what the other person internally, right, what they're going through, so that you can give them what they need, right. And it's okay to be like, you know, what do you need from me in this moment? Yes, I think that's a good question. Um, I had an assistant superintendent, not this one I have now. My previous one, when I had um, issues, she would be like, "What am I doing? Am I listening? Yes, or am I like?" giving you advice of what to do. And I always liked when she did that because I would be like, I just need you to listen right now. Cause I think I have a plan, but I'm not right. sure. And so she would listen and she'd be like, great plan. Go by. See you later. Or she'd be like, you know what, Margaret, I wouldn't do that piece. 
but maybe you want to think about this. And so I think what you're saying is key. What questions are we asking, right? Like, Anna, what do you need from me? I know there are times I'd be like, can you talk? Yes. Right. And you'd be like, are you okay? Because you might be in the middle of something. And sometimes it'd be like, yep, I'm okay. And it's more like I'm just trying to process something. You know, we've had those conversations like I'm in my head. So Anna, help me. And I might be doing a lot of talking. And as I'm talking, I am working it out. So you're just like listening, right? That's you're just my sounding board. Or sometimes I'd be like, okay, this is a this is what what's happening, Anna. And I'd be like, what do you think? And you'd be like, boo. Well, I think this is what's going on, kind of thing. And because I trust you, I my heart is more open to hear what you have to say. I think one of the things that we're not saying is that to trust somebody is to build a relationship. You have to build a relationship yeah. first, right? And so some people want to quickly give somebody advice and it's like, you, do you really have a relationship with that person right. to be given that kind of advice? Like, are you that close to that person to do that? Um, so that's the other thing I think we're not yeah. talking about of our tribe has built a relationship mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and that's why there's safety there. Yeah. And that takes time. And it can be challenging. Now that I'm on this side, you know, I moved to Atlanta, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and I'm building new friendships, Mm -hmm. which most people that know me can be mm, because I'm an introvert. I don't like small talk. Mm -hmm. I like deep, you know, which I have with you guys, Mm -hmm. but we built up to that. Mm -hmm. But the starting stages of a friendship and relationship is really like, what do you like to do? What do you do for work? How long have you been doing it? You know, and a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, I know my fellow introverts rather just say to themselves and not do that. So sometimes we have to push yourself like, okay, go to a small group at church so that you can start building relationships with people. But you have to get outside of your own comfort zone to do that. Right. And right. little by little, you know, share. Not so much. Right. Like, I'm going to tell you my whole life story. Unless right. you're led by the spirit. Right. That they need to hear your testimony. Right. You and, and I know that's happened to me where somebody has thought I've, I share too much um, when they were just getting to know me. However, what I had to say to this person was that the Holy Spirit told me it was okay. And yeah. and um and there were times where I felt like people that I was really close to, oh, let me share this. And the Holy Spirit was like, Mm-mm, no, keep quiet. Right. Um, yeah. And so you also have to be cautious of um, who you share with, because I've also had this happen to me where my business has gone to another state. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was somebody's dinner plate meal, you know, and that's really hurtful because it's like, so, um, so all you wanted to do was gossip about me. Did you ever, and I remember I said to the person, did you all ever once bow your head and pray for me? Cause I was really yeah. going through at the time. And, um, but it's also taught me about, you know, and we've had this conversation about being cautious of how we're talking about our sisters. And I, I've even shared with you where, you know, some things that I see and they get on my nerves, but the Lord is showing me like, are you praying for that yeah. person, because just like you, they're hurting. Yeah. 
Yep. And I think it's easy for us to target people because then it makes our makes us feel better about our lives. Well, I'm not going through that. So I'm, you know, it's a, yes. like, yo, time out. Let's yes. be cautious now, right? Those are God's <laughs> right. Yes. Those are God's children. So what who are you to be like, you know, we all judge. Every last one. If somebody says they that they haven't judged somebody, they are lying. We have all judged somebody. And I think for me, the deeper I go in my relationship with the Lord, the more the Holy Spirit Anna, is like tapping me on my shoulder and being like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you know better than that. You need to be praying or maybe reach out to the person and say, hey, how are you doing kind of thing. So that's me working on myself, right? Yeah. Um, I think with women, I think it's more, it's, it's like, I, I see this with the kids I work with. Girl, these high, sometimes these high school girls, I'm like, yo, why y'all going at it with each other? Yeah. But then it looks different when they get older, right? Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's like, what has society put out there about right. women? What is social media saying about us? What are the magazines saying? And so there's this competition that has been unconsciously yeah. built for us. And we, we are playing it out unconsciously. Um, right. As opposed to, let's you get unified. You know, like, like right now, I feel like you're my model. Like, you know, I'm trying to finish this book. And I'm like, okay, I want to be like Anna and finish my book. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? Like, you know, and so that gives me encouragement. Like, yeah. But, and I also know it's my insecurity is coming into play with that too. So, um, so yeah. So that's the part where, you know, we work on ourselves so we can have better relationships because if you're that person that's talking about other people, nobody's going to want to have a relationship with you because I'm thinking if you're talking about them, can you have me talking about me? And that, limits your ability to to have meaningful relationships because you can have a whole bunch of friends and so-called friends acquaintances and people that you think are your friends that you have a relationship with but really it's like surface and sometimes you're the one that's limiting yourself because you're talking about people right i mean and and there's some there was a mutual friend we had that that happened to me that I found out um, there was some conversations that had, had been happening about me that I had shared some things. Um, and it's kind of a funny story now, but I guess it wasn't then. Um, and I remember going to a conference out of state and I was like hot. Like I was like, what? And, you know, just getting this information about, one, I trusted the person. I think Anna was the first thing. And they betrayed my trust in talking to other people about what I shared. And um, and then to have somebody else come back to me and tell me that I need to be careful. Right? I thought, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I remember having a conversation with one of my, I, you know, I call, I guess I'm starting to start calling all of my close friends, like my tribe. So having yeah. a conversation with my my little sister, 
I call her my little sister in North Carolina because that's how I see her. And I was staying with her and um, it was me, her and her mother. And we, I'm like going in because I am like heated. And I was like, yo, I think we just about to turn up the church tomorrow because I was just going to like have a conf- confrontation kind of conversation with this person. And she asked me something that was really, really like, I think an important question. She said, how important is the relationship to you, Margaret? Yeah. And I had to sit with that for a minute, Anna. And I said, not that important. She said, so what are we talking about right now? Let it go. <clears throat> and she freed me because I had to assess the relationship and determine whether or not I wanted to keep it going. And I didn't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that important to me. Um, and I just moved, I started moving differently with that person. That was it. Yeah. I was going to say, how did you grow from that? Because that must not be easy. I've had people talk about me as well. And it's hurtful, no matter who it is, you know. Um, But there's lessons to be learned from everything that we experience. So how do you feel like you grew from that? Um, It taught me that people are at different places. And it also taught me about what people can handle in regards to your life. Mm. Um, and it's one of those moments that I threw my pearls to swines. Um, mm. And because I can take a, a relationship, like, I'll put it this way, Anna, like, I'm your ride or die. Yeah. Until, like, you know, if you're going to stab me in the back, I'll be like, okay, wait a minute, what happened? Right. <laughs> what, what happened? Right. But when I say I'm your ride or die, I mean, if you're down in a ditch, Anna, and you tell me to leave me alone, I'm still going to be up being like, okay, well, I'll just sit here until you're ready. I got the rope. Tell me when you're ready to come up, but I'm not going to leave you in the hole. Like, I I will roll like you like like that. So when that happened for me, I was like, yo, I got, so I got our definition of our friendship wrong. Got it. And we do that sometimes. I think that's hurtful too because I've done that where I think we're closer and I'm like, what happened? You feel like, it's like a slap in the face. Right. You know, and I felt, I have felt naive in the past to think that, yeek, I thought we were really close. But apparently you had a different definition of what our friendship was right. or relationship or non-existent thing. I mean, I've had, I've had friendships where friends thought they, they were my friends because they thought they looked at me as a project. Oh, yeah, that was real. Until this is why counseling is so important, people. Yeah. Get your own counseling. Mm-hmm. Friends are great. But there's a difference about friendships and counseling. Yeah. Um, and I think with me going through counseling, it helped me to um, look at my, yeah, I had to look at myself. That's hard. Um, I had to look at what my triggers were. And as I started getting more healthier, this person, I didn't need this person as much, right? I didn't need you to be my savior. 
Mm. I didn't, I didn't need you to be my project. And guess what? Now you don't have anything to do. Yeah. So our friendship was built on that. I'm your project (laughs) and I'm letting that happen. Yeah. So it comes up where we see like codependency. Right. There's something within us that needs you to need me and feel like I'm helping you. You know, there's two aspects of codependency and having a therapist where you're talking about these relationships and you're, and they can name that. Right. Right. They can say, you know, that sounds like a lot like codependency. Right. And like a light bulb goes off. You're like, what? Yes. Right. It helps you process relationships, name certain things that are going on in your life. Right. And then helps you unpack because now it's like, what's within me that's making me right. you know, codependent? Right. And how I see it in other places in my relationship. Right. And as a friend, I would just be like, oh, that's crazy. You don't need that person. They're using you. You know, like as a good friend. Right. Well, most times I would take, we're really, really good friends. If you were wrong, <laughs> I would tell you. <laughs> but I would take your side. Right? Right. 95% of the time right. I try to die. Like, you don't need that. Right. And the therapist will name that and will bring up a light bulb that will help you put this thing into place. Right. Where now you're like, oh, okay, I can't exhibit these codependency traits. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I have relationships like that where our friendships are like, I don't even know if we're friends. I, I think I put them back as acquaintances. Um, you know, and then I think the other thing is, you know, we have, there are seasons that you have people in your life. Um, and, you know, why are they in your life for that season? Um, right. And so I think for that season, that person needed to be, and I remember the person coming to me and having a conversation saying that. I think there's some competition between us. And I'm like, and I was like, huh? (laughs) And I was like, like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, (laughs) I was like, really? And then I didn't realize it was a competition. This person was like, she created it, but I didn't know we were competing, you know? And, um, and so I think um, lessons learned, I guess. Um, I, the only person I can change and work on is me, Anna. Yes. I can't change you. I can't make you see. I can, I can tell you what I see. I can tell you my perspective. I can tell you my, um, opinion. I can even give you my recommendation and suggestion, but if you don't take it, I I should not feel angry about that. Mm -hmm. I should should not feel slighted by that because the only person that can cha- that I can change is me. me. That's yeah. it. End of story. And that if there is something lacking in me, then I need to go back to the person that created me and be That's like, it. yo, Abba, like something's going on here. Like my yes. insecurities, like what is going on here that these insecurities are popping up inside of me kind of thing, right? 
But I also need my sisters to come alongside of me as I'm going through that process. And, and I'm just saying to everybody like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is me taking off my mask yeah. and saying to my sisters like, wow, I didn't think I was an insecure person. And I'm not claiming that, Anna. So right. I'm not claiming it. I'm not trying to call that towards me. I'm just saying that there are some things that um, the insecurity, I, as I, if I delve deeper, is me not trusting God mm. and where he's taking me. And I am relying on my own ability mm. and my own intellect. Yeah. And you, I think you said it, years of experience kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not trusting God. That if he wants me somewhere, if he wants me to be a principal somewhere, then he's going to sit me there. I just have yeah. to. What, is, what did they say? Fake without works? Mm, I just have yeah. to do the action step, right? Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't want me there, he's going to shut that door. And we always say yeah. that prayer. Oh, Lord, open doors for me to walk through and shut doors you don't want me to walk through. But when he shuts it, we have a meltdown. We're like, Lord Jesus, why you shut that door? <laughs> right? Why'd you shut that door? And it's like, right. Well, the Lord's like, you told me that I could shut any door that I didn't want you walking through. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right? Um, so my insecurities are teaching me that I'm relying on myself. Um, and I'm relying, I'm letting my emotions guide me as opposed to continuing to stand on the word of God yeah. and what God has said. Now, don't get me wrong. It's taken me a long time to get there. Right. Um, but as we we've been talking is about how do I, um, how do I rely on my sisters, I guess, or how do I, you know, how do how do my sisters help me through this process? Well, the the way they help me through this process is that I got to be honest. Okay, I put my hands up. Like I'm gonna tell y'all what's going on right now, right? Um, I gotta speak it out. Um, and I think that's where healing comes from. I think yeah. people are not healed because we hide. Um. You know, we keep it to ourselves kind of thing. And I get it. I've been there. I got the t-shirt because you're afraid. Same. Somebody's going to talk about me. Somebody's going to take my information and run with it. Somebody's going to do X, Y, child. Listen, Jesus, he got talked about. He got betrayed. Why are we sitting here like this is brand new? It's not. <laughs> it's not. Right, especially you're his kid, girl. Bye. Yeah. Just got to be ready for it. And you're living for him. I mean, yeah, yeah. So three takeaways um, for people that are struggling with insecurities. I think the first thing to know is all we all have them. Yeah, we are all walking around with insecurities. We just don't talk about it. Um, and hopefully that normalizes it for people, Anna, that I know 
we're just not sharing it. So one, we all have them. Don't think that this is anything new to you. Um, every, you know, as I talk more and more to people, they're like, oh, that's normal to, you know, to feel that way. And so I think, excuse me, <coughs> I think when you can normalize something for somebody, I think that helps to yeah. decrease that. Um, I say find that person or your community, you know, you said, um, this is the community. Well, find your community. Well, where you can share honestly and say, I'm grappling with this. <coughs> um, and just put it out there. Yeah. And you, you saw me and I just put it out there. I didn't ask for any, <coughs> I didn't ask for any encouraging words. Yeah. I felt like I just had to put it out there. Yeah. And once I put it out there, um, you know, right. you all were just like, "What? What's going on?" We shut that in the <laughs> um, And sh- you shut, you shut down real quick, real quick. It was like, you "Got your back." I was like, my sisters yeah. were like, "Oh, absolutely not." I mean, my sisters yes, came in strong. They it. were like, Knock "One two out. punch." Mm-hmm. Nope, yeah. the enemy is a liar. No. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was like done. No in time five for minutes. that. It was shut down. No time. Um. And then three, yeah. just be honest with yourself. I think sometimes yeah. the yes. person you have to be honest with first is yourself yeah. <clears throat> and say, I am struggling with this. This is an issue for me because you can't get help if, you don't, right. if you're not honest with yourself. Right. So I had to be honest with Margaret and say, yo, what's going on? Yeah. But I also knew my triggers. So yeah. we didn't kind of talk about that, but. I was telling you I was eating, I was trying oh, to eat yeah. a lot of candy. We might have to do a whole nother episode. I was trying to figure out one. whether like, it was. Yeah. Um, so this, no. is not, this is not a new conversation. No. Um, and I'm, I guess after I listen to it, I'm probably going to be like, <laughs> what in the world was I thinking? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love you. Thank Anna. you. <laughs> I love you. Yes. But you know, I told you I would. So thank you for letting me be part of the community. Well, I, um, my prayer for you, Anna, is that as you continue to um, do what thus says the Lord, that he will expand your territory. My prayer for you is that as you continue to step out on faith and walk out on the boat, that the women that are waiting to hear your story, you know, whether it's through your, your book or through this community. Well, I, I, my prayer is that their hearts are are ready, you know, there, that the fallow ground has been now um, dug up and that they're ready to hear what you have to say and that it will plant seeds in their hearts and that it will bring healing to a lot of women that are waiting for someone like you to just kind of come out and be honest and say, um, this is who I am and this is how I got where I needed to be and, um, and not be, yeah. not be afraid to share, uh, those practical things that I think you and I talk about where, yes. you know, counseling and medication and, you know, just self care. Um, so I, I pray that God does exceedingly and abundantly far that you could ever imagine or Amen. think in your Thank life. Thank you so much. My I sister. receive it. I love I you love so you. much. And y'all keep watching my girl. <laughs> and y'all keep watching. I love you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. I love we'll you too, next boo. Time. <laughs>